I was living sort of just outside of Geelong and we had a, a pub across the road and my neighbour was sick one weekend and he asked me to cover his, his dishwashing shift at the pub across the road. So I went in there and did that and um, yeah, I guess I was hooked from there. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to a very happening regional city, the city of Geelong, about an hour west of Melbourne, with so much great food and wine activity happening. Our guest today is Eli Grubb. Um, I, mo- I first heard of Eli when he was at Jack Rabbit Vineyard on the nearby Bellarine Peninsula. Uh, he's currently um, cooking at West End in Geelong. Eli, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thanks, Danny. It's good to be on. Yeah, it's great to uh, have you on the show. Let's start with, uh, you know, current events. Tell us about West End. All right. So I um, just took over the kitchen here um, under the executive chef, Corey Hyde. Um, And, yeah, so we started um, with brand new menu and um, all new, like, house-made pastas. Uh, breads, dry aged steaks, all sorts of new things, and um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting change for me. So, tell us about the difference. I mean, what is it that you're really getting um, stuck into there? Um, so, previously at West End, it was a pretty um, pretty good restaurant in Geelong. Um, I think the owner's just taken a different. The previous owner just took a different direction. Um, but we've, we're trying to sort of revive the place and bring something new and exciting to the street. Um, so it's a little, little bit of a different direction to what it was, but just trying to go for approachable food, um, try and get a bit of a vibe happening in there and just, yeah, focusing on good quality, house-made produce and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Because I know that West End's, um, you know, it's in the building that was the Eureka Hotel, which I think is around about Geelong's oldest or second oldest building, let alone hospitality establishment. So a really famous old pub in Geelong. Um, what's it like being in a building that so many people would have a connection to? It's it's pretty cool, actually. I, I feel like everyone who comes through, there's a lot of renovations and things like that happening in the background at the moment. And everyone's got a story about, you know, when visiting here back in the day. I mean, it was kind of just before my my era. So I, I remember going in there once while it was the Eureka and then it being closed for a few years and before it was rebranded. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of nostalgia attached to it. And I think it's exciting for people to come through and see, um, you know, that things are changing and that, you know, a bit of the old sort of atmosphere is back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So I remember, Eli, when I first heard of you, it was because we had Will Edwards on the podcast. So a couple of years ago now, Will um, was an apprentice chef with you at Jackrabbit and he won Apprentice of the Year in the Golden Plate Awards. I know that he spoke of you so highly just in terms of the way that you'd mentored and trained him. Can you talk about the way I guess you came up in kitchens and the kinds of values that you try to um, to pass on and, and let shine through. Yeah, he was um, he was starting off with us as a work experience kid. Would have been yeah about four years ago now. 
And, um, yeah, he was just such a, I guess, such a sponge at the start, just really excited about learning everything. And it was a good change to see. It's, it's not often you see someone who's work experience who has that passion already. Normally it takes a while to develop. But, um, yeah, he's he was a great, a great person to mentor, um, really soaked up a lot of a lot of knowledge from me and also the um, exec chef, Dwayne Burke. Um, he's actually coming to work with me, oh, I think, in September. Um, he's just overseas at the moment for a well-deserved break, I think. <laughs> That's so good. So he's qualified now? Yeah, so he qualified, I think, about a month after I left Jackrabbit. And then, yeah, he's taken some time off and then, yeah, he's um, been in touch with me to come start at West End shortly. So, yeah. Oh, that's so nice to maintain that connection. I mean, Eli, did you have some great mentors as you came up in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my sort of first serious kitchen job at the Telegraph Hotel, I think I started there when I was about seven, 17 and a half, I guess. Um, I was working under Corey Hyde. Um, who, yeah, really, I think a lot of my success and everything like that comes from his leadership. Um, just a great role model, hard worker, um, just very organised person, um, really smart with food and menus and things like that as well. He spent a lot of time invested in me, I think, in the, especially in those early years and – I guess I've just tried to replicate that with people that I've worked with and, yeah, it seems to have been successful so far. Yeah, that's so great. Well, I know that Corey Hyde is um, an ambassador for the Burnt Chef project. We've had Alan Tompkins on. He's the chief ambassador for Burnt Chef um, in Australia um, or in Victoria anyway. Um Burnt Chef is about, uh, I guess, mental health, culture um, and su- supporting people with, with mental health initiatives um, in hospitality. I mean, how – tell us about that side of things. Like is, is Corey um, very strong on culture? Is, are there, is there an explicit focus on mental health in his kitchens? Yeah, absolutely. It's a big, big part of what he does. Um, it's like a lot of the constant, you know, checking in on all of us. His, his role has changed a lot in the last couple of months of expanding into an executive chef position and managing now three kitchens and three different head chefs. So, um, yeah, his, his big focus is making sure we are, you know, in the right place mentally and, um, even just his focus constantly on all the other staff as well, just checking in on them. The way he'll write a roster is always with, you know, some sort of knowledge into the, you know, how it's going to suit their lifestyle and their, whether it's family needs or, you know, work-life balance, that sort of thing. And that's like even before he was, <coughs> pardon me, an ambassador for for the Burnt Chef that was always something when I was working for him, you know, six, seven years ago, that was always a focus. He'd always try and give me 
you know, maybe at least a Friday night off a week and then the morning, the Saturday morning off afterwards or the other way around. And he'd always kind of give you those little rewards every now and again that are, you know, often something you don't get in a kitchen environment. Mm, that's that's so interesting. And what what kind of difference would that make to you in, in your work and in your life? Oh, it's huge. Like, I mean, I remember my first um, sort of casual job in a kitchen before the Telegraph. I did a summer on a waterfront restaurant in Geelong and I just remember, you know, doing five days a week all sort of, you know, breakfast to dinner and, you know, you get to your days off and you just sleep because you, you don't have anything else. Even if you did have something to do, you wouldn't want to do it. Um, but to go from that to, you know, somewhere where, you know, you're encouraged to be able to have a social life and, yeah, have people around you, it's, it's a massive difference. I was able to have time to, you know, surf with my mates or hang out, go out on a Friday night every now and again and not have, you know, sort of have that guilt or, you know, that association, I guess. Mm. And what about within the kitchen? I mean, would there be, I suppose, an emphasis on the way people were spoken to or the way that things were organised? Did you you notice things in that regard as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was, you know, the conversation even is, is... is always about, you know, how we're all going and where our mental health is at and, you know, making sure we're talking about stuff constantly. So it's a pretty open open book in that respect. Because mm. I guess in a lot of, you know, kitchens – the, the one of the measures of, of success is doing those hard long hours you know the heat of battle all those all those metaphors um, do you feel like you know contemporary hospitality has managed to unpick some of those um, I guess uh, yeah that that way of looking at at um, work and, and a career in the industry yeah definitely um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, everyone understands that we need to work hard and that, um, you know, while we're there, we need to give it our best. But to have that, that background thought and that knowledge that, you know, at the end of the day, your boss or your, you know, your mentor are thinking about your mental health and your your work and life balance is big because, yeah, otherwise, I guess you know, a lot of chefs would feel like a robot sort of um, situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I guess, I mean, do you find that when you're supported as a person, I mean, what impact might that have on the way that you cook and create in a kitchen? I think it, it gives you a bit more energy and it, it does help you creatively as well because you're, you know, your brain's not as tired and you're, you know, you're able to think more clearly. Um, all those sort of things have a big part to play. I find especially, yeah, when it comes to, you know, writing menus or creating dishes to have, to have you know, clarity in your mind and not, not as much constant stress is, is very helpful. Mm. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, Eli, let's talk about Geelong because when I was there recently, I definitely got the feeling that it was um, a city on the move, just a lot a lot happening, a lot of energy, a lot of um, a lot of positivity. Um, tell us about Geelong through the years and how you've seen things change. Yeah, it's definitely it's got a different buzz to it over the last couple of years. I mean, coming out of COVID, it's yeah, there's a lot happening. I've grown up here and lived here my whole life, basically. Um, even when I was working out on the ballerina, I'd still spend a lot of time in Geelong. And it's always kind of been second to Melbourne, I guess, as far as the food scene goes. But um, it's been great to see some – like there's a, a couple of groups in Geelong that have, have restaurants that have really pushed the boundaries – um, you're seeing a lot more, uh, I guess, small like little restaurants that will dedicate themselves to, you know, just doing one sort of style of food really well. Um, a lot of little Italian places and things like that, especially in the Little Mallop region where we are, um, which is really exciting. And just, just to see people focusing on, you know, local ingredients, you know, just good classic produce yeah it's definitely a shift (laughs) when you were um coming up did it feel like you know you needed to go to melbourne or or go somewhere else to to really i guess pursue excellence Uh, but has that changed now uh i would say a little bit yeah i i mean when i left the telegraph i in my head it was kind of either go to melbourne or um you know, the ballerine, you know, that sort of winery scene in Geelong. Um, and obviously I went to Jack Rabbit, uh, which was amazing. But it was always it was always in the back of my head, oh, I should I should do a, a Melbourne stint because <laughs> it's just, you know, it is such a good place. <laughs> um, but do you but you haven't so far. <laughs> so I mean how do you yeah. not yet. Not yet, no. Um, tell us about some of those local producers. It is such a rich region. I mean, I guess not only the Ballerine, but over towards the Otways, um, there's so much going on. Um, what what sort of produce do you see in the food bowl around you that you're excited by? Um, I guess being a jackrabbit, like for the last five years before this, was was great as far as working with local producers because we had so many like right by us that we're like, I was able to develop a really good relationship with. Um, so just being able to work with them um, in the background. And also like at the moment, I've got a, a lot of new suppliers. Some of them are Geelong based and some of them are Melbourne based. But at the end of the day, just trying to get some quality produce. Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, well, what's an example of something that you're really excited to have on the current menu? Um, we're doing we're doing a lot of house-made breads and pastas at the moment. I guess we're just highlighting sort of your, um, you know, just doing our own ragouts and pastas and things like that. Um off the top of my head, let me think. <laughs> um, we're using Glen Harvey's as our 
veggie supplier and they're they're fantastic we use them a lot at, ja- at jackrabbit as well um all their um, fruit and veggies are amazing they work with a lot of the local the local suppliers as well to you know like we'll every probably couple of weeks we get sent lists of you know seasonal produce and that sort of thing so we'll try and build our menus around that sort of stuff um yeah but as far as like really dedicated local suppliers we're still working on who we'll use at the moment i was in geelong a couple of times recently and the the first time was for the grains festival which was held at the gordon institute of tafe so grains is all about um yeah mostly sourdough bread but also beer so a real focus on grain um, and how it's used in, I suppose, artisan produce. But the event was held at the Gordon TAFE, which is where the local training facility um, for hospitality. And I was so impressed with the teachers that I met there and the facilities there. Um, do you have a connection with Gordon? Yeah, so I studied there for, um, yeah, all my training was done through the Gordon. And did you find it a, a good place? I guess they've had a, a development, you know, they've renovated more recently, but how was it for you going to that, that local college? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was going back a few years now and it's, a, it's changed a lot and it's definitely like even just seeing photos of the, the new kitchens and the new restaurant and everything is pretty impressive. Um, and I was kind of following a little bit of what was going on with the Grains Festival as well. So it was, it was pretty impressive to see some of the names that, that came through for that. Um, but yeah, it was overall a pretty good experience being at the Gordon. I mean, some very um, knowledgeable teachers as well, even back then. I think a lot of them are still there. Um, yeah, so I was, was able to learn a lot from my time there, absolutely. And what was it, Eli, that um, got you interested in cooking in the first place? Um, I, I always grew up cooking at home. And I, I kind of got, uh, I think it started with my neighbour. I was living sort of just outside of Geelong and we had a, a pub across the road and my neighbour was sick one weekend and he asked me to cover his his dishwashing shift at the pub across the road. <laughs> so I went in there and did that and, um, yeah, I guess I was hooked from there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What was it about washing those dishes that you loved so much? Uh, I think I just liked the atmosphere, the buzz, the, the busy sort of vibe. And even like I remember I think my first shift, the, the chef, head chef there was getting me to help make entrees and desserts and like plate wedding functions and things like that. Um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty exciting times for me. And um, yeah, I guess I was doing a couple of other little casual jobs at the time and they just didn't hit the same, I guess. So then I just, yeah, decided to take a bit more seriously and here I am. <laughs> I love it. That's that's really great. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't sort of steer you down a different path, like you had this idea about what, what you were going to do and, and then cooking reared its head. It was, was it more like you weren't sure and then you found something that you were really engaged by? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the latter, yeah. I was definitely not not confused about what I wanted to do, but it just like it was kind of the right place at the right time and I just kind of followed where it led me and, yeah, it was all pretty natural, I guess. And what is it that you love most about what you do now? 
Um, I, I guess I just love the, you know, being able to make a dining room happy and, you know, feel like they've had a good experience. That's big for me. I mean, even the last few weeks, this is the first time I've been in an open kitchen environment in like in my whole career and it's it's a different dynamic to see your customers eating your food while you're cooking it and you know just even chatting to them afterwards when they walk past and you know seeing the appreciation it's it's a different different sort of vibe Mm, that's so interesting so do you find yourself like do you get distracted by watching your food go out and waiting to see the response at the table Oh, no, normally I'm pretty busy, but um, it's just sort of, it's also that th- that thought in your head that you know you can see them and they can see you, and it, it's all it, it's a different kind of pressure, but it's really good. Um, yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, well, I love it. I think you know from the customer side, I love an open kitchen because you know you feel like you're seeing behind the scenes, and it's you know it's much more connected. But I guess going back to that sort of that mental health side of things, do you feel that that um, that openness that you're not tucked away also contributes to a, a good working environment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of the the chefs I've got have been uh, have kind of come over from places I've worked in the past and even just just seeing the way that they are and the the um in this different sort of environment it's it's definitely cool to see you know it's it's a different dynamic and it's hard to explain (laughs) but yeah one of the the boys koji we have working with me at the moment you can like you can see how happy he is when you know, a customer comes over and tells him how great the steak was that he cooked and things like that. So it's, you know, it's good to see him light up when he hears that sort of response. Oh, that's, yeah, so lovely. And I reckon it must, um, you know, there'd be people who perhaps hadn't considered cooking as a career. You just never know what sort of interest it's going to spark in people that are dining in the restaurant. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, it's very cool. Um, so, Eli, if I was lucky enough to come back to Geelong and, and come to West End, what do you reckon you'd feed me? Um, definitely the breads as a sharing option are great. We do a house-made focaccia and uh, like flatbreads, things like that. Um, the beef ragu is fantastic as well. It's been one of the most popular. Um, where at the moment we're kind of – experimenting with a bit of dry aging. The boss has brought us a big cabinet, so we're trying to learn all the ropes of that sort of thing. We've got, got a few things on the, on the specials on the weekend, which have been really awesome. We've had some really good feedback so far. Um, so that's definitely a, a try. Um, and we've just sort of been trying to find the, the identity, I guess, of the food we're doing there. So just – I'm you know, testing out a few different specials. So there's always something a little bit different on there. Um, we did a, um, a squid ink and scallop tortellini on the weekend, which had some great feedback as well. So, yeah, all sorts of different things. We've also got the classics for, you know, keep the regulars happy as well. So, yeah, we're trying to cover all the bases, I guess. Uh, it sounds sounds really fun and, and really exciting and that you have an opportunity to be creative as well, Eli. It sounds good. Yeah, that's that's a big part for me, I think, is 
being able to, you know, make everyone happy, but also, you know, keep the creative sort of process flowing is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, love it. And um, if we um, got out your crystal ball and gazed far into the future, um, where could you see this whole cooking caper taking you? Have you got a sort of a vision or an end game? Yeah, absolutely. So um, West End kind of popped up out of the blue a couple months ago. I'd been approached by Corey um, about seven or eight months ago to come and help run a couple of venues because – the guys that I'm working for now also own a pub called Murphy's in Geelong and uh, a couple of other spots. And so he approached me to uh, help open one of them, which is still being built. And in the meantime, they also purchased West End. So um, I'm helping run that for the, for the near future, but we've also got a couple of other projects happening in the background, which um, – That'll sort of be my my focus in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, so there's there's sort of something on the back burner as well, which which will be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's so it's so exciting. It must be um, yeah, just really thrilling to think that you're going to be a big part of reshaping or continuing to shape the town that you've you've spent your whole life in. Yeah, it is. It's definitely exciting. I think I've got a you know a great team around me that that want the same thing and yeah it's been awesome. Ah, oh, so good. Well, Eli, it's fantastic to have a chance to catch up with you. Um, I know we'll we'll stay in touch and keep I'll keep an eye on what you're up to and um, hopefully get the the opportunity to eat your food before too long. But um, thanks so much for sharing with us today. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity, Danny. Appreciate it. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.